Walker. And now it's Rodri. And finally, it's 1-1. And City have raced back into their own half with the ball. They think that's the platform to go on and win it. It's Pedro Neto. And put in again by Joe Gomez. Only one goal for Wolves previously. And now two on the same afternoon. To Nikolovsky. Dangerous pass to the top of the area. It's spilled for Kolakovsky. It had to be him. Stefan Kolakovsky puts the glory in front. And that's what it means to these home fans. Welcome to the global game for Paramount Plus. The A-League is where stars are made. Every round, every game, live only on Paramount Plus. Here are your hosts, Alex Brosk and Simon Hill. Yes, hello again. Good to be back in the chair for the latest edition of the Global Game. Simon Hill and Alex Brosk with you through until 10 o'clock Eastern tonight with a veritable smorgasbord of football chat. And quite a bit has happened over the last seven days. We'll talk about the big issues in the A-League, including new owners at Perth Glory, the row over referees, expansion and the revival of the A-League All-Stars. We'll review the weekend's action, which saw the big Melbourne derby end in stalemate and Western United finally winning a game. But who can stop the Wellington Phoenix? Giancarlo Italiano joins us to shed more light on why the Knicks have surprised us all. Alicia Carnabas looks ahead to the Matildas' big Olympic qualifiers with another sellout due at Marvel Stadium. Spencer Pryor on the three-way title race in England as Man City slip up and Liverpool and Arsenal take full advantage. And Paul Williams will be here to preview another big week in the Asian club competitions, including an all-Australian clash in the AFC Cup. It's all to come between now and 10 o'clock on The Global Game, right here on SEN. Yes, lovely to be back with my two sparring partners, Messrs Alex Brosk and Alex Molchanoff. How are we, gentlemen? Did you miss me? Very, Very much, much so. mate. Very Good to have you back. So. And I must say a big thanks to Daniel Garb for uh, sitting in. He did a sterling job over the last few weeks. Um, but I'm back. Did you enjoy the Asian Cup? I know I did. I, did. I was there, but uh, did you enjoy watching it? There were some good games. I thought Australia uh, left a little bit to be desired yeah. there in, through through most of it. Um, you know, they saved their best performance probably till last, but it was, wasn't was good enough in the end. But outside of that, I thought there were some fantastic games. Yeah, I share that sentiment. It was fun watching some of the smaller teams really bring it to the big teams. Um, that Vietnam-Japan game, I think it was in the, in the yes. group stage, was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I loved Indonesia taking it to us in the round of 16. Marcelinho's some yeah. player, isn't he? So that was the fun bit of it. It's obviously tainted a little bit because of the way we went out and obviously the fact that our best performance was probably in the, in the game that we got knocked out in. Yes, that's true. But I think generally we're seeing standards uh, rise across the region. I think the naturalisation process 
of a lot of players, most nations are doing now, is is certainly helping that. It certainly helped in Indonesia in a physical sense against Australia. And there were other great stories as well, such as Tajikistan. I did love Peter Segert's the crazy Einstein lookalike. How many of his press conferences did you get to? I, I only went, I only got to one, uh, but he was fun. Uh, so demonstrative. And, yeah. And when he gets, you know, uh, fired up, the hair starts to go a bit. <laughs> he, he was brilliant. And the trip overall? Uh, enjoy it? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a well-organized tournament. Uh, occasionally the security, as is always the case in Asia, was a little bit over the top. And, you know, there were exclusion zones uh, the size of Bahrain around stadiums <laughs> sometimes. But uh, overall... It was a lot of fun. The stadiums were full, which was great. And a contrast from the last time absolutely, I was there, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, me and Andy Harper were saying that the last time we were there for the Asian Cup in 2011, I think the population has doubled wow. in, in the interim. So, uh, all in all, a good tournament. Uh, we have got plenty of other football to talk about uh, tonight. We, as ever, want to hear from you. 1300 01 1170 is our number, or you can text us 0457 736 736, or you can send us a tweet or an X, whatever it is, at Global Game SEN is our page. Let's uh, kick things off, though, with Starter for Five. Here we go, then. Question one, Alex Brosk. Wellington Phoenix, the premiership is theirs, or <laughs> there is still time at the top for some musical chairs? Uh, uh, like our good mate uh, Spanner likes to say uh, and remind us when it comes to the Premier League, there's plenty of twists and turns uh, <laughs> still to come, I think. Look, I think they're five points clear, so they've definitely put themselves uh, you know, in the perfect position to win you know, what would be their first ever premiership and, and looking good in doing it, I think, as well. But... You know, look at the top six at the moment and, and, and think that any one of them, if they catch a bit of a run home, um, you know, they can go on to win it. So there's just a lot of quality at the moment. Whether they can continue that consistency is yet to be seen, but so far so good. They keep grinding it out. They Eight do. games unbeaten. We'll speak to Giancarlo Italiano, their coach, a little bit later on in the show. Uh, question two, Molchi, blue cards. A recipe for yet more heated debate? Or no, it's high time. I think it's great. Well, I certainly think it's the first. I don't necessarily think it's something to just be dismissed, as a lot have. I think there should be harsher penalties for tactical fouls and dissent towards referees. I think those two issues the game needs to wrangle with. Uh, whether this is the right way to go about it, I'm not so sure. But I think it's a sign of FIFA and IFAB at least addressing the issues. Mm. Um, I think... It can be improved. It is the greatest game in the world, don't get me wrong, but it can be improved, and that could be done with just a, a couple of little tweaks. I'm not sure this is the right way to go about it. Though. I have two issues with it. First of all, we know that if this is brought in, it's only going to be a matter of time before we get VAR checks well, that can't on blue happen. cards. That can't happen. <laughs> but you know it for will. It to, for you it to know work. it will. Yeah. Um, because coaches will protest and players will protest and eventually we'll get VAR reviews, which will further delay the game. We'll end up having games of football that go on about four hours. My second point, and somebody raised this when I, I discussed this on uh, Twitter a while back, what happens if a goalkeeper gets a blue card? Mm. Mm. Do you just put an outfield player in goal for 10 minutes or are you allowed to break a, a substitution to bring a, mm. a, a proper goalkeeper on? It's, it, these are the unknowns, and I guess which is why they're testing it out at, at lower level uh, as a trial. But uh, personally, I'm not in favour, but then 
you know, I'm an old fart and I don't like changes to football. I'm the same as you, Mulch. I think it's the greatest game in the world and I don't really see that there's that much wrong with it. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, question number three, Alex Brosk. Coaches attacking journalists. Now, I'm specifically referencing Tony Popovich after the Melbourne Derby mm-hmm. here, but he's by, he's by no means the only one. Yep. The question needs to be more constructive or to shoot the messenger is counterproductive. Um, look, I, I do. Th- it is a hard one. I, I think there's arguments on both sides. I think if you're a coach and, and you know, you've just come in after a, whatever type of performance, th- there are certain questions that, you know, you listen to back home and you think, really? I mean, there, there needs to be a bit more, um, I, I think, to your point there, in terms of being constructive with your questions and asking the right questions because coaches can get up a little bit upset. But in saying that, from a journalist's point of view, I mean, he's there to do a job. He's there to ask questions. Whether the coach likes it or not, I think they need to be a bit more professional in the way they respond. Um, you know, you look at Carl Veert, he was asked a similar question. So Popper reacted to, to the way Arzani, or to a question about Arzani. Yep. Carl Veert was asked a, a question about uh, Iran Kunda, and he wasn't even there. He wasn't playing, nothing. And, and you know, his response was a bit more measured and, and just said, look, uh, we talk a lot about him. I wish sometimes we'd probably just leave him alone. So there's ways yep. you can answer and still get exactly. your point across. Exactly. Think, I'll just know? add to this on some of the journalists that are sitting in on these, such as the decline in football media, which Simon talks about a lot. A lot of these guys are volunteers now. A yeah. lot of these guys and girls that are going into press conferences aren't being paid to be there. They're there because they love the sport and they want to see it see it improve. Uh, Mulchi, that was the yeah. point I was about to make. We have just in the last few weeks decimated uh, the media industry essentially by uh, the redundancies at, at APL. They were people that were making content, albeit for you know, the, the body that runs the league. And we are now at a point in time where there are virtually no mainstream football journalists left. Mm. So why are we surprised when the questions that are being asked are not necessarily mm. uh, of the highest caliber? And I think... You know, instead of having a crack at the journalists, who, as you rightly say, are just there to do their job, perhaps the league as a whole, and I'm including the coaches and the players in this, even though the players probably get a pass because they're doing all right, they need to do their jobs a lot better in selling this league. And then perhaps we'll have more journalists, better journalists, perhaps, uh, to ask those questions. Uh, question four, Mulchi. Glory's new owners confirmed. Mark Bresciano, part of the consortium, as an FA board member, this is a conflict and he should stand down. Or no, the roles are far enough removed, there's no reason to drive him out of town. Well, the first thing I'll say is how good is it that the Perth Glory have new Absolutely. owners finally? <laughs> and hopefully the Newcastle Jets to follow and hopefully we have a Canberra consortium in as well. Um, I, I'd say there is enough of a conflict here for Mark mm. Bresciano to stand down from his role in the FA board. I, I don't think he can do both. I think yep. they... The, the, you know, as a, you can't sit on the game's regulating body and also be part of the regulated. But again, this is part of the the, the environment we have in Australian football, where the the community is so small that this there's is a lot of double dipping. Ever, ever yeah, it's bound to happen occasionally. Yeah, and I'd, I'd, look, I totally agree with that point. I'm sure you're the same, Broskin. Mm. This is no slight on Mark Bresciano, who, no. by the way, is one of my favourite ever soccerers. I love him to death. Um, but I, I don't think it's a good look in terms of the optics because, you know, what happens if, for example, Perth Glory, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if they were to break the salary cap as that happened a few years ago, and then the FA has got to sit in judgment on, on Perth Glory as the regulator. Mm. What, what happens with, with Brash problem. then? Yep. It's a problem. 
Uh, question five, Broski. Nick Garcia, the new CEO of the APL, his comments regarding the A-League being a development league. Nothing to see here. He's right. Or fans don't need to know their players are just ships in the night. Uh, no, I think he's, he's definitely right. Do you think that would be news to people or people wouldn't want to hear that at all? My issue is that I don't think that fans need that ramming down their throats. We all know it's a development league. No, understood, understood. I just don't think there's anything wrong with it. To be fair, we are a development league where our job here is to produce young players because at the same time, those people are complaining about how the national team is going and the fact that we don't have any players in, in the top five leagues uh, of the world. So the reality is we want players to be going overseas. We need to sell players. So, of course. But every league outside of the top five in the world is a development Absolutely. league. Absolutely. But do they sell that as a marketing tool for the league. Hey, we're a development league. Come and watch these players. Be quick, because they're off. Uh, not, not that they're off, but just as quick as they're off, the next one comes through, well, I think, you know? That's, I mean, that's a better message, isn't okay. it? We're going we're gonna to invest that money in the next generation. Yeah. Well, the stars of the future has been used as a, a tagline mm. for a while now. Yeah. Is, I guess that's a, a neater way of putting it. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I d again, look, we all know it's a development league. There's, a, there's no problem with with understanding that. I'm just not sure. Uh, uh, Nick Garcia stood up and said that publicly. We are a development league. I'm, mm. I'm not sure that the fans need to hear that. We all understand it. We all know it. Uh, I, I think there are better ways to sell the league than yeah. saying, hey, we're a selling competition. But that's only my point of view. Uh, maybe you've got a different one. Uh, 1300 01 1170, our number. Text us 0457736736. Send us a tweet at Global Game SEN. By the way, we're hoping to get Nick Garcia on the show next week to answer not just that question, but maybe a few others as well around the A-League at the moment. Uh, we're off to our first quick break. On the other side of it, we will review... The A-League men's action last weekend.